What a difference a couple of weeks makes, guys. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago we were in the depths of despair, it seems, with Syracuse. But now, they're finally playing Syracuse-style basketball. Yeah, the offense is definitely clicking. Defense is doing its job, too. Two big wins this past week. One, we went down and we re really rallied to the cause, beating North Carolina State. And then on Saturday, a big resounding win against a Louisville team that definitely is in flux. Yeah, they aren't the Louisville Cardinals that they were years ago when Patino was coach, and especially when Denny Breadcrumb was the coach. Yeah, this Louisville team definitely is a, in a flux. Now they gotta figure out a coach, but what the heck? Syracuse with a big resounding win over the Cardinals. And this week, on the road against Boston College and Virginia Tech, and for good measure, next week, two and three times against Boston College. I kinda wonder who thought up the schedule. But you know what? Against both North Carolina State and against Louisville, all five starters were in double figures. And Buddy Beheim definitely is getting his scoring touch back. So is Gerard. Even if there are some detractors against Gerard, and you gotta have Beheim himself come to Gerard's aid. But I digress. Now we're finally playing Syracuse basketball. And we got, you gotta wonder, is this momentum gonna carry right through the end of the season? Of course, looking ahead, we got Duke coming to the Dome in late February. We also got North Carolina on there. And of course, Duke won their, Duke won in their final time against North Carolina playing in Chapel Hill. You know, Coach K definitely is going, trying to go out on a big one. You kind of wonder, can we tell Coach K, hey, yeah, you're a legend, you're retiring, but you know what? You ain't winning in the Dome this year, baby. Taking a cue there from Dick Vitale. And by the way, get well soon, Dick Vitale. We're, we miss you. Let's keep it going, Syracuse. Now we're finally playing Cuse basketball. Now we're finally above 500, hopefully to stay. Because you know what? That would definitely help the NCAA voters. But I don't think we're on the bubble. We're far from the bubble. We're probably still in NIT territory. Maybe even CBI territory. But don't get me started on John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band again, will you? Oh well. Now I'm going to go from talking about Syracuse to talking about the Olympics. Yeah, it's a historic Olympics. The first time a city hosts both the summer and the winter games. But so far, you gotta wonder, watching the U.S. team, who is probably the biggest contingent it's ever sent to the Winter Olympics, you gotta wonder, did they tell them, hey, you got, can't focus, you gotta screw up things. As right now, this U.S. team does not look like a U.S. team, it's in China. So you know what, are you wondering, are they rehearsing for fire drills? Boy, it's definitely a disappointing uh, showing so far. 
Michaela Shiprin, who's one of the great uh, stories of this games. She's one of the greatest skiers of all time, not only in the United States, but on the World Cup circuit history. She's skiing in memory of her father, who was probably her biggest fan. And I mean, she was one of the favorites in the giant slalom. What does she do? Ski off the course. And of course, you got gotta wonder also about the losers, the sledders. You know, that's always pretty crazy when they come down that thing feet first. I mean, yeah, they kind of dress almost like a sperm and they come down in those uniforms. But you know what? It's pretty cool watching it. But I mean, there's a curve there where it's zero gravity. So wait a minute. When did space come down to Earth? Oh, well, they lo kind of lose con control and there's been a lot of crashes. And the U.S. team, they were supposedly one of the strong ones. But guess what? They keep crashing going through that curve. Of course, you got Germany and you got Austria, where luge and bobsled is like a religion, and they're killing it going through there. But I mean, hey, you got all of that, and you got all of the snowboarders and the freestyle skiers. One, sports where the U.S. supposedly are pretty good and they're messing up especially in big air now why do they call it big air you gotta wonder with Beijing you know what big air is like in Beijing it's pretty polluted <laughs> yeah no fresh air in Beijing oh well so far, only three silver medals with the U.S. team, and right now we're mired way down on the medal table. Of course, there's also the sport of curling. Who thought doing something to your hair would become an Olympic sport? Of course, in Paris, breakdancing becomes a medal sport. Who'd have thunk it? B-boying's gonna be a medal sport. Hey, let's break out our moonwalk. But well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. It's just the start of things there in Beijing. And of course, when you got the doubles luge, that's definitely a different thing, if you know what I mean. I'm going to stop talking about that. Let's talk about the NFL All-Star Game, the Pro Bowl. You know what? The Pro Bowl used to really mean something in years past. Yeah, it was played after the Super Bowl. But you got the guys from every team, even the Super Bowl teams playing in it. And yeah, they played pretty hard and they played with a lot of gumption. But now, with the, in the wake of saying, hey, we don't want our stars getting hurt, what has the Pro Bowl become? Hey, there's years that the Pro Bowl really resembled basketball scores other than a football score. And they kind of aren't tackling, just playing touch football. Since when did that become part of the thing there for the Pro Bowl? Since when did that become part of an all-star game? And also, it's no longer in Hawaii. It's being played in other areas of the United States and before the Super Bowl. You know what? It's kind of become what a lot of all-star games have become in pro sports. Jokes. Yeah, playing in an all-star game, no matter what sport, football, baseball, basketball, hockey, it used to mean something. 
But now, even in hockey, you got scores that don't resemble regular hockey scores. It's almost like they're playing indoor soccer, where you can score like 20, 23 goals a game. Just ask the Rochester Indoor Lancers. You know what? You got, why do we have all-star games anymore if you're not going to play with a lot of gumption? Who knows? Well, I mean, heck, we got to see Stefan Diggs jump through a table while catching a pass, Bill's Mafia style. Plus, he's trying to recruit potential free agents to come to Buffalo. But you know what? Brandon Bean's got the last call. But with his shrewdness and savviness, heck, Bean can get something done. Might have to release a few players, Stefan, but maybe we can get it done. Who knows? I didn't really watch the Pro Bowl, but you know what? I saw highlights, and I don't think I really wanted to see it. Oh well, that's the Pro Bowl for you. And last but not least, how about it coming up this Friday? Waterloo and Miners playing in girls basketball up there in the big cavernous gym that is Waterloo. Of course, somebody here close to this program said, hey, what we can beat them. Well, you know what? Waterloo is still showing that they're probably the best uh, team in the state in their class, especially holding Geneva to eight points. And you gotta wonder, how do you want your crow? With butter? Salt? We'll see. I'm Ken Haas, and that's my story this week.